Ever since I was a little girl and all growing up, my mom has always referred to my siblings or me as a blue or a red or a white, depending on where we fall into the color code, created by Dr. Taylor Hartman. It's a personality profiling system that really helps you not only to understand yourself and why you're driven to do the things you do, but it also helps tremendously with understanding how others around you act and think and respond to life. Today, Neil and I got to talk to Taylor Hartman, the creator of The Color Code and author of The People Code, It's All About Your Innate Motive. Taylor breaks down mine and Neil's personalities, why Neil is a totally different color than I've always assumed he was, even though I've known him for 12 years, and he gives us totally unique advice for marriage and understanding each other and working together as total opposites in our personalities. I think you'll really find this episode insightful and learn a lot of new ways to better understand yourself and everyone else around you. Today we have Dr. Taylor Hartman with us, and he is the creator behind The Color Code, and we're just so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you, Taylor, today because this is something that my mom raised me with and that I've roped Neil into, and it has helped me so much with understanding other people's personalities and my own personality, so I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to you today. Yeah. Tell me where you got the interest to do this work and why you were interested in in studying people's personalities and developing this whole personality profiling system. You know, many years ago when I was training to be a um, psychologist, uh, the main way of thinking was behavior modification. So there wasn't really a clarity as to what are some truths it will always be true. So like in math, you have two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. My field, everything depended. Depended on where you were born, depended on your race, depended on your parents. Everything depended on the situation. And I had a very, um, so I developed a very full practice. I was working full time and had great clients. And I realized that uh, I can't work that way. Like people, I saw a lot of men mm-hmm. and they are even more demanding of results. I don't <laughs> talk about the problem. I want to know what to do about it, right? Right. And I I agree with them. It made sense. If you go to a doctor, you don't just talk about your, you know, ankle is broken, fix it, right? Right. So I I actually did basically a second PhD in research on what existed that I could always count on to be true. If you were 85-year-olds and black living in Seattle, what's the same truth for a 10-year-old that's white living in Louisiana? or Afghanistan, or wherever you are. Nothing like that exists in terms of personality. So I, I did the research, and, and the, the closest I could get to was Young. Young's work had the four disciplines, uh, used kind of nature, earth, wind, fire, um, and water. And so I, I started trying to classify my clients, like try to understand. So if I, if I say this about you, would this always be true? Hmm. and everything was working great. I loved what I was doing. It was fine. It took a lot of work, a lot of years, about two or three years. And finally, um, I realized I can't get the driving core motive. I can't get the one thing that is always true because there are certain people, let's, now that we know color code, there are reds, for example, mm-hmm. who are extroverted. There are reds who are introverted. So that I couldn't just say that's all reds, right? So I, I got so frustrated. I honestly, I went to God. And kind of in my own yellow way, 
um, through a fit and said, you know how hard this is for me. You know how much work I've done that I did not want to do. You know how much I need to get some clarity on this. And it was a very tender moment. I literally was just given four words, power, intimacy, peace, and fun. That's all I got. And I'm telling you at that moment, my life changed. I, I got it. Like, oh, that makes sense. So, so if I can just understand that power, which simply means A to B, I just want to get from A to B, mm-hmm. is what drives that red personality. That explains why they do what they do across the board on so many different levels, right? Yes. It makes me be able to forgive them when they're too abrasive. It makes me help I'd be grateful for them when they fix things. And the same with blues. Intimacy is about connection. For peace, for whites, it's about no conflict. And for yellows, fun, living in the moment. And when I started applying it, I was mesmerized by the outcome that I could get. And I could give very specific feedback on what to do to make your life better. And then the next piece of it was the character profile. Mm -hmm. And I developed the ability to understand, well, so what would you, if you have a, a problem, what would be the antidote? What could you develop to overcome that limitation in your life? And that was the second piece that was uh, very exciting for me um, <clears throat> that kind of made com- the complete work that I developed. So that's how we got here. That's so awesome. And I love how it's simple and it's easy to identify, you know, different people in my life and what their driving core motive is. But then it's also so complex if you want to go deep and you want to really understand things and better yourself or better your relationships. So I've really valued that. I want to ask you why childhood why is it that it's so important to go back to what motivated you as a child yeah see the problem that i I don't know why people don't get this but every mother that's had given birth to more than one child Mm -hmm. every mother across the world will tell you they were different in the womb Mm -hmm. like women know they came different and yet we teach as psychologists that it's up to age five or it's up to age 15 or it's these ridiculous notions that people evolve into their personality. That's not true. You're, you're in your soul. When you're born, you come with a, a personality, but, but the, you're born with your personality. And then now I'm not saying things can't change. I'm not saying that at all. I totally believe that people can grow and evolve. And unfortunately, they can go backwards as well. But in the beginning, that's the most accurate sense of who you were innately born to be. And then when you get older, you kind of, uh, things happen. So if you don't get that truth clarity, you can't get your foundation right. So that's why I start as young as you can remember. That's your best insight. Wow. Yeah. So interesting because so now I've, this is one of the reasons why I have Neil here. Um, he tests, let me tell you what Neil tests us. Cause we yeah. took the, we took like the, the comprehensive test Great. and he tests as a 48% red, 26% yep. yellow, 13% yep. blue and 11% white. Oh, but, yes. but when I read through the personality profiling, he is 97% white to me. Well, just so, by the way, just so you know, many times red, blue people look white. Many times. I, I'll even get confused about that. I will think they're white, but they're not. And that's a combination of red, blue can cause that, just so you know. But he's red. So if he was a red, yellow, though, he's because his test was 48 red and 26 yellow. And then only yeah, 13 blue. He's been subdued by you. 
You, you think? Well, are you blue? Are you blue? <laughs> How did you know? Oh my gosh, because they're the most controlling. I know. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Apparently, according to you, I am the worst because I'm the blue. I'm okay. So mine are 48% blue, 37% red, and I have eight and eight white and five yellow. So I'm, I'm like the worst. Okay. But just so you know, you're my favorite. You are my favorite as as my personality, which is all literally all yellow. I have two other answers. I'm all yellow. You're my favorite because I'm so opposite of you. You don't, I'm not like you at all. So I see things about you that I'm like endeared by. But for Neil, he, in my mind, has one of the most natural blends of personality. Like they're, they get things done, but they're fun to be around. Yeah. It's a very nice combination is what I'm saying. It's not like yours is in conflict. Like you'll fight within yourself. Yes. Neil's is much more natural blend. Would you say that's so. accurate, Corinne? I would yeah. say, but I'm still so confused because when you talk about whites being driven by peace and driven by not wanting conflict and wanting everything to just go smoothly, that is Neil. He just loves things to be mellow and calm, everyone to be happy. Okay, but let me ask you a question. So if something needs to be taken care of or get gotten done. Who does that? Does Neil do that or you? Uh, actually, he does a lot of that. Yeah. That's not why. Interesting. I mean, what I'm hearing is, and I don't know you, Neil, but I sound more evolved. <laughs> I don't know if that was you raised that way or if it's just your nature, your nature is that way. Because I think there's, it says so much for a red who is not only red in terms of getting things done, taking care of business, uh, action oriented, but they also appreciate the value of calm of uh gentle easy relaxed huh that's a very nice blend no i appreciate this is this is great to hear (laughs) i mean well i obviously you know it's really nice to to get a perspective on but but i i kind of wondered the same thing what corinne did because when i've taken i've been a fan of the color code since high school i think it was Mm -hmm. the first time i took it was in a humanities class yeah and then i read the book for another communication and and relationships class in college and we Uh discussed that you know in depth and i took the test again and i was you know pretty kind of rounded out amongst the colors uh-huh. um, but then in talking with Corinne with with my wife she's like you're white oh and I've had close friends that have said the same thing they're like you're totally a white personality like you you know yeah. and so yeah. I've I myself have been confused I'm like well I feel these ways and when I test and I answer these questions and I look at my childhood I was yeah. way more you know a, a red type personality but now yeah. I, I don't know if I would would say that is it my fault it's always your fault that's you know as a blue you're always going to take the guilt anyway but but i love when i see someone evolve to where like when someone tells me they think that i'm a a different color than yellow uh and if the reason is good by the way i'm always so impressed by that It, it means a lot more to me then if they say, oh, I can see you're yellow. Like if they say, are you sure you're not red? Like you've been very successful. And I'm like, that's a great feel. I'm glad that they say that. Um, but now I know myself in my core, I am more playful than I am uh, responsible. I mean, I know that, right? But I, I hear with you, Neil, more of a commitment towards, I, I just expanded other gifts that I probably didn't have when I was in high school. I've actually evolved. 
Well, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's very, that's good to know. And, and I, I feel, yeah, I've actually, have, I have intentionally made an effort to develop characteristics that are, uh, I don't know, make, make things a little easier. Yeah. Instead of excusing yourself by saying, well, I'm a red, like we all know I'm a red. So what's the problem? I, I, I'm so much more impressed when someone says, no, I like my core, but there's things I would like to have evolved into as well. And I, I, I respect that by the way. Because that's really what you feel like is the most complete way of living is to have a balance of each of them, right? Absolutely. The ability to draw on any of the strengths and use them at any given time is absolutely what life's about. Now, having said that, I don't want you to believe I think people should not have personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Corinne, I love that you are a blue and do not apologize. I don't like it when people say, well, if I were better you couldn't see that about me. No, I don't feel that way at all. Mm. I think that it's beautiful that people have a personality and they value it. I just think it's wonderful when they develop character so they can call on other strengths instead of living in limitations. That's all. I love that. So if someone's listening to this and they take the test, which by the way, let's, let's throw that out really quickly. Where can they take the test? So you can go on taylorhartman.com. So just taylorhartman, one N, dot com. And uh, it's, it's so worth taking the comprehensive that mm-hmm. you've taken, you know, you get so much more detail and insight into who you are. Um, and then I also have a podcast, by the way, that I'm doing called yes. Very Best of Living. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of fun also. So I talk about what colors mean. And today I talked about broken marriages, like why people break them, why they don't do their work, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's where you can learn more about my work. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely link to all of those things in our show notes too. Um, but I wanted to say, so if someone takes the test and they see that they have, you know, a core personality of any of the colors, and then they say, Oh, but I want to be more of this. I want to have more empathy toward people, or I want to have more peace in my life, or I want to have more drive. Then what's your suggestion for how people can become more of the colors that maybe aren't their core? Okay. So the, first of all, I love the way you said that. If you want more of that in you, I'm thrilled. But if you say, I want to be them, I'm not thrilled. Mm-hmm. So once you give up your core, you, no matter what you develop of another color will be against your better judgment. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're basically saying, I don't want what God gave me. I want something better. Mm-hmm. And usually it's because you're insecure and can't accept the beauty of who you are. So I would much rather have someone say, like you said, Corinne, I want more of that. But I want to be true to who I am. Right. So I, 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 the way I do this, by the way, I, I am a, my wife's very, she's much more like you, Corinne, more blue, mm-hmm. uh, with not a lot of red, but uh, she has, she has enough red that she's more of that com, combo. Mm-hmm. And I, so one, one year I said, I'm going to work on being thoughtful. I'm going to, I'm going to actually spend time thinking about people and sending notes to people. And my blue wife, who is always thoughtful, looked at me and said, oh, well, that's really difficult to do. And I thought, oh, because she does it so easily. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, why don't you wake up happy every day? <laughs> and she's like, whoa. <laughs> I said, yeah, exactly. I said, the thing that I love about this so much is when I started working on being thoughtful, which you, Corinne, would take for granted easily. Like, you mm-hmm. just get it. It's It's like not rocket science for you. But for me... It makes me slow down, not be self-centered, think about others instead of myself. Those kinds of things are a lot of work. 
So, the, but, but the thing I love about it is when I worked on that for a year, blue people loved me more. They were much more inviting of me. They appreciated me because I was speaking their language. I literally was valuing what they're about. So any, but anytime you say, I want that gift of like the white gift of kindness, mm -hmm. or the red gift of action, get things done, no excuses, you know, or the blue gift of, of empathy. Anytime you say, I want that in my life, people of that color will gravitate towards you. They will appreciate you for that. So what I tell people is list on the character profile, you can literally list all your strengths, every word on there, you can circle or not circle. So once you've done that and you have the limitations in front of you, pick the three that you think are most damaging to you. Mm. And by the way, typically the words that are not in your core are more damaging than the words in your core. So we're more forgiving of people in their personality. Like if I'm yellow and I'm disorganized, you'll say, well, he's yellow and you'll be forgiving. But if I'm abrasive, you're like, well, that doesn't feel very yellow to me. So in my case, if I were abrasive and disorganized, my guess is being abrasive is probably more damaging than I realize and more so than being disorganized. Interesting. Anyway. And you're saying this is a, this is a, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Like when people aren't aware of it, but they're just. Yeah. Right. Subconsciously, subconsciously, people are more forgiving of things that are your weaknesses that are not mm -hmm. of your core. Yeah. Am I getting when that you, right? When you worry, Corinne, I, I, it does not offend me at all. If I'm a worry wart, you're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Um, so you're right. And by the way, it is subconscious. You don't know. You don't even know their color. Mm. Uh, but they don't feel right. They don't feel congruent. So anyway, you pick three, right? And then what you do, which is kind of fun, is you find the antidote. Like, what is the word? What is the action you could actually commit to for six months to focus on instead of the limitation? And once you find that antidote, for me, it was being thoughtful mm -hmm. instead of self-centered. I don't worry about self-centered anymore. It doesn't matter. It'll take care of itself if I become thoughtful. Mm. So that's what I do then. And I, I always tell people, do it for six months or until someone compliments you on being good at that. Wow, that's super interesting. Then you move on. Find new, find new things to work on. Oh, I love that so much. I have found, too, with our kids, we've really tried to focus on their strengths and kind of ignore their weaknesses. And yes. um, how does, so how does this work with kids when you can see they have innate strengths and then they have, um, you call them limitations, not weaknesses. Yeah, I do. Let, well, let's, let's take a yellow child, for example. Okay. Right. So a yellow child craves one thing. And if you can do that one thing, you can deal with all the limitations you want. You're fine. You'll win. Hmm. But if you can't do the one thing, I don't care how much you avoid limitations, they're not going to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So for yellow, it's adoration. Mm -hmm. They crave being adored. Mm -hmm. And if you can adore them, and I've had people say to me, well, there's nothing adorable about her <laughs> or about him. <laughs> like, well, good luck. Okay, that's your grand problem. Because they'll go find someone else that will adore them, even mm -hmm. though, you know, they're not healthy. So in with a yellow's case, you have to adore them. And then once you adore them, you can pretty much say anything to get them to grow and evolve. Uh, with a blue, they want to know that you sincerely value and appreciate them. Like mm -hmm. if you really understand them, it's like, I don't care to be understood. I don't, I really doesn't matter to me if you understand me or not. For a blue, that's like a death wish. They want to be understood so badly. Mm 
So Neil's if pointing I, at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows. He knows that if you got a story to tell, if he doesn't listen to the story, you're going to feel misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And blues, uh, in all fairness to blues, the reason they tell longer stories is they have to give you all the stuff so you really understand it. And the Reds are like, I don't need all that. I get it. Just tell me the end. Oh, my and gosh. Like, I've been that way since I was a kid. Just I like know. I need to give every detail. It's bad. I I have tried to not be so. You want it down? Yeah. I just, I just had a red friend. She just uh, texted me. And she goes, oh, my gosh. I am so red. My blue friend just sent me a novel that she wants me to read about what she's feeling. <laughs> and she goes, all I want you to know is the bottom line. So what do, what do you want to do? Right. Right. <laughs> but, but. If you have that blue child and you don't take the time to understand them, you'll never own them. They'll never hear you because they'll never feel valued by you. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you start with those gifts that they, that, and like whites are the hardest. They're the most difficult because they don't tell you much. But they crave kindness. If you're not kind to them, they will not open up. So you have to kind of like watch the grass grow with them, like mm-hmm. hang, to kind of be with them. And that's so hard for people that are action-oriented, so hard for people that are self-centered to make it that way about them. And for Reds, Reds have got to be given the opportunity to speak their mind. Like they have something to say. So if you shut them down and don't want to hear it, they'll act out another way. Hmm. So, but, but once you've got that down, I always say to people, I just remind people, kids, what you love about them. Kids hmm. want their parents' approval desperately. Yes. Now, they don't always ask for it correctly, but they want that. So give them approval of things that are good, right? And then be comfortable saying, you know what? I think with this gift, if you could add this element, you'd be even more, more powerful. I think, you'd, I think you'd be surprised what that might do for you. And you can tie a limitation in that way, as opposed to you're always so difficult. Mm-hmm. You're always so lazy. Right. That, that does nothing for anyone at all. fascinating i love i and one i love the concept and the simplicity of this of, of being able to lay out the different colors especially from a parenting perspective as well yeah, right. that makes so much sense to me to be able to speak to kind of speak their language basically and, and communicate that and i and i i sense that i sense that from our kids that they they want so bad to feel love to feel connected with to feel attended to but oftentimes the way that i would think they would need to be attended to or or you know what type of attention is not really it's not speaking to them mm-hmm. and yeah. so kind of taking the taking this framework and applying that and and understanding how i can better communicate with them and and obviously with with corinne um is is amazing to me that's that's just so cool i'm glad you made that comment by the way if i can just jump on that um I love what you said. It will work if you got the, if you read them correctly. If you didn't read them correctly, don't worry about it. Just change your focus. So if I think you're a red and you're a blue, and I treat you like a red, it won't work. I guarantee you. Hmm. So just do what you think is the right thing to do. And if you misread it, just change. Be willing to go. I'm speaking the wrong language. I'm speaking Russian. They speak French. So I'm going to change my focus, and you'll be surprised once you get the color right. And you're clean, your motive is clean and how you deliver it, it will resonate. 
Wow. Yeah, so cool. So, Taylor, I want to ask you about how opposites, you know, at least for you said you and your husband, you and your husband, you and your wife are um, opposites and Neil and I are definitely opposites. Um, or if I thought we were opposites, but I don't know if he's a red, yellow, and I'm a blue, red, if that yeah. counts as opposites. Well, it does. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how can opposites have the most functional marriage? Like, how can you honor that and be, honor each other and, you know, speak differently to their strengths and their limitations? And what's your advice to couples that are opposites? It's, it's one of my favorite questions. By the way, I was with a couple yesterday. Uh, she's red, he's blue. And I said to them, and they're so sincere. They're so committed to trying to get it right. But they're going about it all wrong. And I said, why is it you make it so difficult? <laughs> this thing you're both so committed to, right? And as we talked it through, I was trying to help them understand that they are staying in their own lane. They, they don't ever venture out to make it about the other person. They're so stuck in wanting what they want that they won't even consider letting go of that long enough to learn what the other person needs to feel like they want to be in the relationship. And so I say, to first of all, opposites typically marry. Hmm. And then you spend the rest of your marriage trying to convert the person to being what they should have been when you marry them. <laughs> and that's not probably very a healthy thing to do. Let them pick and choose what they want to, in, in, you know, learn from you, but value them as they are. So what I say to people is, first of all, you must value them as they are, not as you want them to be. Hmm. So if you, for example, Corinne, are um, a worrier and you, you over-program and over-plan and, and um, beat yourself up because things aren't just right, um, the best thing Neil could ever do is say, I love that about you. I want you to know that. I love that you care that much. I love that you care that much. I love that. <laughs> no, that, this is, oh my God. you're spot you on good. right now. This you're is good. like amazing to hear. You're, you're very quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, what if, but Neil, what if you took the approach of, you know, it just irritates the heck out of me. I'm so tired of it always being on your terms. It's got to be perfect. Or you don't want to do it. I mean, that, the minute you went there, Corinne would become defensive. The minute you went there, just yes. because someone has to defend me, you're not going to, so I will. And we put people in those boxes. We like push them to defend themselves rather than even hearing the, the possibilities of what it could be if we loved them and wanted them to know that. And, and you can find other ways to make it work. But I don't ever try and change anyone. Like they are who they are bona fide. Now, if they ever choose to change, that's got to be because I love them enough that they're safe enough with me they can risk change or they can desire change. It can never come because I'll love you less if you don't. And so in your case, the beauty is appreciating what that person's all about and then saying, have you ever thought about, um, maybe we should try an experiment. What about trying this? Those kinds of actions can invite people out to making an effort. And by the way, if they don't ever choose it, let it go. Hmm. Let it go. Don't impose it. Don't demand it. Um, and and I, so when I say value it, I really do mean Corinne is not valuing those things about her, their weaknesses in her mind, but you're reminding her that's also why you love her so much because she's so genuine, because she is so committed. 
that that's that would be much more helpful. Absolutely. That I mean, that's what, everything you just said is totally spot on. It's just it's which lends itself to be like, okay, I get why this is such a powerful model, because mm. we've never talked to before. Um, you've you've never met us yeah. personally, but but in understanding just from a color standpoint, what our colors are, being able to break that down like you just did, and then speak to a solution. I'm like, wow, this is why this is so cool because everything you just said, I'm like, that that happens all the time. And I have come in before and I've been that guy to be like, why, you know, you know, what are yeah. you doing? Why are you being like this? Why don't you just, you know, why can't you be more like this? Or why can't you be more like that? Yeah. And it never goes well. <laughs> it never, ever, not once. It never sways them to the, you know, my opinion. It's a natural reaction though. So you're right when you get beyond that and realize, okay, that's not working. That's uh, really kind of cool to see the evolving of that. Just so our listeners, your listeners know, like they can make things better just by working on them. I and, love and you, that. It's so powerful. Don't wait for the other person. <laughs> don't wait for them because they may never, never change. What are you going to do then? Right. Work, work on you. Right. Okay. So I have a question. Let's flip this. Since Neil is a 48% red, 26% yellow, which mm -hmm. still is blowing my mind, but, but yeah. appears to be a white. How yeah. do I... Okay. Let's actually simplify this even more. When I met Neil, I met him on a houseboat in Lake Powell, and he hit that yellow part of his yeah. personality was totally out because he was around all of his high school friends, and that doesn't come out a whole lot mm -hmm. in our family. Like he he right. plays kind of the dad role. When you said who gets things done, he drags the the garbages out to the curb yeah. to make sure that those we never miss garbage day and he makes you know yeah. he's helping the kids get their homework done and he's very responsible in in those ways and he makes sure yeah. that we pay our taxes in our business and things yeah. like that so but the yellow i don't see it come out a whole lot but i that is not me so how do i foster that more or well can i just role play for a minute yeah okay so i'm gonna be you okay corinne i'm talking to you neil okay and I, I got to tell you something. I fear that I've crushed your yellow. I, <laughs> I fear that I have made you, I, I value so much your responsible red and getting things done. I don't know that I've actually nurtured your yellow. Um, tell me if you think that's true. Yes, I do. I do and think that's true. What do I do? What, what, how do I do that? Is it because I'm serious all the time or I value responsible? What is it? Um, I think, yeah, I think that it's, it's, um, you know, constantly being in, uh, you know, focusing on accomplishing things and the tasks of the day and planning out what we need to do kind of keeps me in that, that red lane. Yeah. Um, and I feel an obligation to stay in that lane so that we can accomplish what we need to get done. Yeah, and which, by the way, it, just so you know how much that means to me, I mean, to be so valued that way is unbelievable. And I, I feel like what I did was I killed the golden goose uh, that I've not ever really much shared with you that I'm not really good at yellow. I, I'm not. I mean, I'd even like to be, um, but I'm not. But I've learned that I am missing something by not having it, and that's really what you bring. Like, you have that gift. I want more of that back. And I, and I want to take responsibility for what I've done to make that not reality. Um, I love that about you. I loved it when I first met you. And I actually need it for me. 
like you do it be way better than I do it. So I can embrace it if I'm, if I allow you to do it. And I feel bad that I've kind of uh, put that to the side. Wow. And I, I need, I need them. I need, I need to, to I need to repent. I, help me. <laughs> like, what can I do? How can I be helpful? I can't do it. You're better than I am, but how can I make it so you value it and can do it? What can we do? What can we do about that? Wow. I feel super validated by the way. Like uh, this is, this is really just a cool exercise, but well, let but me what say, do you but let what me you say that I have tried to have this exact conversation, but, but I probably had like a C minus delivery and that was an A plus delivery. So, well, that's a good point. I think a lot of people are very well-meaning. I really do, but they, you're right. They do it so poorly that <laughs> the other person would never feel it. They would never believe that. But Corinne, when you said what you said to me, I knew your heart. I knew what you were saying was true. I loved that about him. But the honesty of I killed it, I did this, and I didn't mean to, I'm sorry, that's how I am, I'm the heavy, I get it, but I got to tell you something, I love that about you, I miss it, and I'm guilty, I want it back, okay, I'm sorry, I'm Mia Copa, help me, and then I think you'll come to the table, because he's got it, It's, it's and it, by the way, it's naturally who you are, just so you don't know, <laughs> you it, are is there. it is happy. there, it is there. Right. I mean, I mean, you weren't faking it on the on the, the houseboat. I mean, that's who you no, are. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but you are accommodating, which is why she thinks the one. He sees that kind of agreeable. I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. um, and isn't it kind of funny that even now we're not changing it until the boss said to. <laughs> 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 but no, to, to her credit, though, she really did come to me and say that like, it was it was a conversation. She was like, hey, I remember this about you. I remember, you know, you being so outgoing and so fun loving. And when we first yeah. met and I do love that. And she said something similar to her credit and and, you know, asked that question of like, you know, how do we get that out? How do we bring that out more? It was it, it was an A plus effort in my heart with a C minus delivery. It was, so. it was like Corinne. <laughs> I will take that any day because if the heart's right, we can get to the other. Okay. Honestly. And okay. I felt genuine. And what I love also is you're realizing I'm hurting myself. Are you kidding? All people, I need that. I don't bring it on my own. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I think that's a very humble and very, those two words, humble and self-aware are really big. But I, I think at this point, Neil, I would, I would challenge you. I would say, okay, so you need to know she's made the point. It's honest. It's sincere. She may actually actually fight even against it. It may actually come back as like, oh, I don't think it would be this much fun or whatever. So, <laughs> honey, that's all part of the process. Just buckle up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fine. You gotta stay your your. You gotta stay your course. Is what I'm saying. Don't just back off because it doesn't go exactly like it should. She's yeah. honestly telling you, I need it, we need it, and you're the one to lead with. That okay? totally makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a fun challenge for you guys to have for the next six months. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. We'll have sure. to we'll have to circle back and let you know how it's Skydiving. going. Skydiving next yeah. week. Oh, we're... No. No, no, I'm not that fun. No. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Skydiving. Oh my gosh. No, you know what? You do need to circle back. I need to hear. And I have to tell you, I love couples that are improving and growing. I love watching that happen exciting versus people that are like that couple I was talking about yesterday that are stuck in a logger jam. They're just yeah. stuck. They're not growing. They mean well, but they're not growing because they won't get out of their own way. Corinne, you got out of your own way. 
you said, okay, you know what? This is on me. I, I want it, but I don't nurture it. And then Neil, it's going to, don't get stuck on you. Like, okay, don't be afraid. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. I got to follow through on that. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I love that. Okay. If there are people who are listening to this and they're like, okay, that's not my exact scenario, but I want to know maybe what my spouse feels like they want to be more of or whatever. Like what's, what's your suggestion for them? Cause for us, we kind of already knew, but what about someone who is listening to this and they don't know where to begin with what maybe is not coming out from their spouse's personality? So my four favorite questions I always ask people is number one, who has loved you most effectively? Hmm. And the word is effective because many people have loved someone, but effectively. My dad did not love me effectively. My mom did. And therefore she owned me, but he loved me, but effectively is key. Um, and the second question is who has blocked you? Who didn't get you? Who didn't you make sense to? And number three is who are you currently loving most effectively? And number four is who are you blocking in your life right now, which it can include yourself. So then what I say to somebody is, okay, so what made them effective? Like, tell me about that. I want to understand you. And by them talking about that person and what they did helps me understand them better. Like what mattered to them, what worked for them. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, you know, I... I would like to know what I have done or what I could do, what I have done to crush your dreams or help you believe we couldn't do something, whether I'm too stingy with money or I'm too um, rigid in my thinking or I'm unwilling to consider, you know, fun sexuality or whatever it might be. Um, I, I, I want to talk about those things. I want to look at that thing. They'll know if you're sincere or not, number one. And then number two, you go, um, Here's something I would like to add more to my life. What would that look like for you? So is that, make, is that a good thing for you or a bad thing for you? I'm curious about what, how that would impact you. Those kinds of feeling out questions bring things to the surface. They bubble up. When's the last time you were most happy? When's the last time you felt most alive? Those kind of questions of trying to find who the person is. Because I, I hate to say this, but so many people get buried in marriage. They get buried and lose who they are. And they don't even know what, what, what they want or what they would do. They really don't know. But if you're sincere about it and you stay on that, just kind of know I'm really serious about this. I really want to figure something out and even try some things that may not work. But I want to just try some things, add some new dimensions to our relationship we've not done before. Yeah. That would give you some insight as to what it might be. Super interesting. Well, I, I, I do love that concept of trying to understand yourself better so that you're bringing um, your best self to the marriage. And then also that you aren't trying to change the other person. You're just understanding what you can change about yourself. Right. But it also, I think adds some question for me as far as how do you balance being selfless and thinking about the other, but then also working on yourself? Well, my favorite question, of course, is tied to motive. Everything I do is tied to motive. So if my motive is the best for you and the best for me, that's a clean motive. Okay. Like the win-win concept. If my motive is I want to win at your expense, like I, I want to go do a dance class that's really kind of exciting to me, but someone's got to watch the kids, so that's you. That's win-lose. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of myself at your expense. 
or no, you go ahead, honey, and have a good life. Uh, do whatever you need to do. I'll just stay home and take care of things that need to be done here. Uh, that's a lose win. I'll give me up so you can have your day. Or you know what? You're not thoughtful to me, so I'm not going to be thoughtful to you. Uh, we're both going to go down together. That's a lose-lose. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen people of all ilks do that. But I can tell you right now that if my motive is uh, clean, um, it will almost always, well, it will always enhance the quality of life for both of us every single time. And when I present it, and I've done this throughout my marriage, and my wife will, she will twerk it. Like she'll go, well, that, okay, I like that concept but that won't work for me because of and she'll add a dimension i would never have thought of so that's fine it just adds a dimension to it but i really do think people are typically more selfish or um like a blue is more likely to give up and be the victim so others can win I like moms that are blues are always like taking care of others versus their own needs a uh, good thing for a lot of blue moms is to go do something for you and let your kids feed themselves they'll be fine <laughs> um, for red, it's typically the opposite. I'll do what I need to do, and I'm not. I don't mean to take it away from you, but you're not fun for me. So you're on your own. I'm going to take care of this myself tonight. Mm. Um, yellows are more like the red; they're more like I want to enjoy myself at your expense. And the whites are more like I'll pass because I want conflict and defer to you. So I, I always tell people: just get your motive right. What is it you really want to do? Like if you want to take go skiing, for example. Well, tell me about that. What does that look like? And if I really hear the truth behind it, which is I just really miss what I used to love when I was a kid, I would probably be the one that says, whatever we can do to make that happen for you. Um, if your motive to go skiing was to look good to your buddies, probably not so much. Now it sounds like that's more important than me. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking for why you're saying it, why, why you're wanting to try something. Yeah, super interesting I think it's really helpful too to just hear, you know, where, because I, what, going back to what we talked about in the very beginning, when you're thinking of it from a blue perspective, you're kind of only seeing it from a blue perspective, but maybe yes. a red would say something and their motive or their, their thought process yes. is just so completely different. And unless you think that way, you're just not going to understand it that way. So good. No, you don't. Honestly, I'm fascinated. Reds were the most difficult personality for me. They were like, my mother was like a till of the hun. I was like, oh no, we, we're all having a good life down here. Why don't you Reds go home so we can just enjoy our life? And today, <laughs> my, the, the Reds are the ones I get along with the easiest with. I truly, there's none of them I struggle with. When I really understood what drove them, it was like, ah, oh, that's not rocket science. They are like fear of failure. They've got to always produce. They're only as good as their last success. I mean, they're, they could live a much more tough life than I do. So, speaking their language like i love the phrase tell me about that tell me about that mm -hmm. i love that like understanding them you don't speak their language so have them talk about it so you understand what they're really saying mm -hmm. and get out of your own colors view like yeah. when i'm with you corinne as I, if i'm talking to you i'm yellow i'm like oh, let's go get an ice cream you're like could we just sit and talk for five minutes uninterrupted so i can get my thoughts out mm -hmm. so I need to just not get the ice cream. Let it go. It doesn't matter right now. And sit there and say, tell me about that. And think blue. Just think understanding, right? And the other times, you're going to have to say, you know what? This can wait. Let's get an ice cream, then we'll talk. So it's, it's willingness to kind of go into the language of the person you're speaking with 
and seeing it through their eyes. That's really what it's about, to be honest with you. I love that. Well, we could literally talk to you all day long because this is so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And such a gift to be able to just understand and learn and grow through um, just learning this. Yeah. All of this perspective from you. But I, I have one last question for you. If there's one message that the people listening to this podcast episode will remember, what do you want that one message to be? If you could see yourself as God sees you, you would be relentless in your desire to improve. Because I think he absolutely adores you if you do nothing other than just be you today. He'd be fine. But the fact that you know that's how loved you are should probably motivate you to want to live life most of abundantly. That's probably what it's saying. Wow, that's beautiful. Super powerful. And I agree so much. So, um, Taylor, where can people find you and, and follow along and, and learn from you perpetually and do all of these things to better themselves? You can reach me at taylor at taylorhartman.com. And you can find the website is taylorhartman.com. And then uh, podcast is very best of living. I also have an um, Instagram where I answer questions weekly with people. It's called Hartman Personality on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Easy, easy way to find me. Okay, we will link to all of those things and um, thank you again so much for your Great time. Job, by the way. Really, you. it's very, it's fun having both of you on this day, so thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode. 